Hi, this is Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is the poultry industry's own Dr. Phil, Phil Steyer, Sanderson Farms. Good to see you, Phil. Likewise, Joe. Thanks for coming by. Um, now, your company, Sanderson Farms, has been pretty vocal about not wanting to go antibiotic-free. Um, tell me about that from a, a veterinary standpoint. Oh, it's been great as a veterinarian because I think our upper management wants to support the veterinarian's decision. So as a veterinarian, I have the freedom to use what's conventionally available or what's commercially available right now. But it's been said that life is what happens when you're busy making other plans and you've had to raise some chickens, some broilers, without antibiotics simply because the medications weren't available. Tell me about that. That's been uh, troubling. It's not just one particular supplier. It's been multiple suppliers. Whatever reason, manufacturing sites, uh, inventory control, products have just not been, ava been available. And so then we have to try to figure out how something to do. Fortunately, there's some other products out there, conventional products we can still go to. But someday I gotta wonder if there's gonna be any of these conventional products available, and then we're gonna have to go antibiotic free, not because we want to, because that's all that's available. There's something else. Product back orders are certainly not a, a new problem to agriculture or any other industry. But you know, within the last two years, I would say that the animal health companies and to some extent producers have been thrown a curve because uh, suddenly more than 40% of the feeds that are being produced for broilers don't contain antibiotics anymore. It's got to be difficult for them to forecast and plan. I think so too, and we're not a small organization. When we make a change, you know, we're 11 million birds a week to market. And so we want to go somewhere. We tend to want to do our program, plan ahead, we want to do 11 million birds at a time for preventive medicine. We know coccidiosis is always going to be an issue, so we need to treat for coccidiosis. We would like to do a program, and that involves what products are available at the right time. If that product's not available at the right time, we've got to figure out something else to do. So for us, the planning is difficult, and then as we lose products, and less products are being available, I guess it makes our decision simpler because there's less to choose from, yeah. but also maybe not optimal. So what is ultimately the solution? Because you mentioned coccidiosis, very important to have a long-term rotation strategy. Suddenly that medication that you wanted to use in this particular flock or at this particular time isn't there. What do you do? Well, we look for the next pl best plan we can. And oftentimes, if the product we're gonna choose is a B product, say that, you know, the product not of, of primary choice, may not be as efficacious at that time. So then we're gonna suffer the same things that the ABF folks do. We're not gonna get the same performance out of the animal. More animals are gonna suffer with disease than would have if we had a more efficacious product at that time. So now, uh, of course, some of these medications we're talking about are antibiotics. Some are, are maybe non-ionophore anticoccidials. But uh, what have you learned from this process, aside from being flexible? What have you learned about poultry production? Have you discovered that, well, maybe you can get by with some of these medications that you thought were essential? What's been your read on it? I would say that we can get by, but it's not going to be best. You know, we, as a company, we made a statement. We could go RWA, raised with antibiotics, if we wanted to do that, or we thought that's the right thing to do for the consumer, for the bird for the environment. But we know that if we did that right now, we'd have birds that would suffer. And so I think when we make an alternate plan that we're not doing the optimal plan. And so there's going to be some type of animal less than ideal well-being. And uh, you know, as, as far as welfare goes, uh, Phil, I mean, it, 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 tell me uh, about your own thresholds internally. I'm like, when do you decide that, that you want to treat an animal? Because whether you're antibiotic-free or not antibiotic-free, 
these medications cost money. You don't want to use them with reckless abandon. Well, where do you draw the line? Where do you decide that you, you need to use a medication? Well, fortunately, at Sanderson Farms, every medicine decision is made by a veterinarian. So we get alerted to a problem, something that's not normal. And then those cases are brought to us. And we'll get there as quick as we can, see it for ourselves, and then we'll have veterinary oversight make that decision on what antibiotics or what products to use. So for us, every antibiotic decision, every intervention is a veterinary decision. So where do you see the industry going at this point? Do you think, you know, we've seen this sharp increase in antibiotic-free, and they've given the customers what they want. Uh, companies such as yours have stuck to their guns and said, no, we're, we want to keep using these medications because they feel they are needed. Is a pendulum going to fall somewhere in the middle, or are we going to end up at one extreme? Where, where do you see this heading? I really think at some point in time there's going to be a saturation. We've already seen oversupply uh, of the uh, ABF market already in terms of meat. More is being produced than being sold as ABF. And so I think we look like the cage-free system. They use that as a, maybe a model. Uh, they went cage-free egg production for a while, and producers just couldn't make money doing that. So now there's a group of them going back towards cages. I think the same thing when this pendulum, I think we're probably there now, oversupply, uh, people are not going to make the money they need to make to be in business. It's not sustainable to oversupply anything. So I think at some point in time it's going to come back to conventional medicine. The question is, are there going to be conventional medicines come back too? You know, if there's not enough demand there to pull the supply, who's going to supply what we need? Is there room, do you think, to go back to consumers and try to re-educate them on this issue so that all poultry companies could go back to using the medications that are FDA approved for, for intervening in these diseases? Or, or has, that, has that train already left the station? I sure hope not. We've been spending two years of actively trying to re-educate, or educate the populace, I won't say re-educate, but educate the populace. Um, we have various social media, we're doing commercials, I'm involved in a lot of different meetings myself. Um, we think that there's a large part of the population that wants to know where the food comes from. They want to understand better how does the decisions being made. There's a small group of activists who are not going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. There's a small group that don't really care. But I think the large part of the population really wants to know what is the best thing to raise for food animals. You know, how is the best way to raise it? And what better person to make that decision than a licensed, accredited veterinarian?